0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Eddie and Matt Kick Their Coverage. We will hopefully be providing a different insight, well our insight into the NFL. A few other sports may uh, may work our way into the, but it's mainly going to be the NFL. We're recording this Monday morning after the uh, 2019 NFL Draft. I'm the Matt half of the podcast. I'm a Vikings fan I've been since the early 90s.
1: Hi and I'm Eddie. Um, I've been a Vikings fan since roughly 2007 when Matt here told me to pick a name out of a hat. Unbeknownst to me, there was thirty-two names uh, in there that begin with V. We're both huge NFL fans. Um, I think the most exciting part of the year for myself has just gone. I enjoy the analysis and breakdown of players. I enjoy hearing the stories of these young men that are coming through. And basically, I just want to give we want to give our opinions about everything and move on from there. Yeah, cool. We don't want to give
0: uh, Todd too much about ourselves to start because hopefully you'll pick up more about who we both are as we go along. Um, like Eddie said, this episode is going to be a breakdown of the just the NFC North part of the draft for the moment. Uh, Eddie's a draft nerd slash stats guy, so he'll be more a little more in-depth than myself.
1: I wouldn't say nerd, um, but I do enjoy the draft. I, I won't have all the stats for you because I can't count. But yeah... Um, where would you like to go, then,
0: Matt? For me, uh, I think if we start with the uh, the Chicago Bears, I've got that. I've, I'll just uh, go. I've got off to, off off of my uh, sort of observations. Obviously, like I said, Eddie's observations are going to be a lot more in depth and knowledgeable than mine. Mine are more like whatever off off the websites. Uh, <laughs> okay, obviously they've not had a first round uh, rounder, but and they've only managed to pick up five guys this draft. Um, they've got Cleo Matt though, who is about three guys worth a player, so they shouldn't be running too hard. Um... The first pick they got was David Montgomery, a running back from Ohio State in the third round. Iowa State, sorry. Uh, the NFL comparison was Kareem Hunt. Uh, it's a very safe pick, adds a lot to the backfield. Should help catching out of the backfield. Uh, he can break a tackle as well. Um, should be happy days. But there's a downside that he's a bear now, so he's probably going to be rubbish. Eddie, what have you got?
1: Um, my opinions on the Bears draft, I mean, I have to say that I think they've done quite well with the limited resources that they had. Obviously, as you covered, they did pick up Khalil Mack, who, again, he's probably worth a first and a second rounder. And with the rate that players bust nowadays, having a dead cert for 10 sacks a season is quite good. Um, This year's draft was really defensive line heavy. So, I mean, you could have picked up someone who could be Khalil Mack in a couple of years, but to have Khalil Mack last year and next year is probably a much higher value. Like you say, David Montgomery was picked as their first third rounder, and I have to say, in my opinion, was probably a top three back in the draft. Most of the analysts who I observe and who I read things from speak very highly of David Montgomery. At the beginning of the year, I think it was between him and Rodney Anderson from Oklahoma, who's picked up a lot of injuries, so he obviously has fallen in the draft, but I think he was number one until the Raiders' pick of Josh Jacobs came out. Um, without the NFL is nowadays, I don't think that anyone would be picking a, a running back unless he was at a special, special talent like Saquon Barkley, early in the first round or anywhere in the first round really. If you've got multiple picks, if you're picking later in the first round, I think maybe the value could be there, but with draft. Anomalies uh, happening so frequently, not really anomalies anymore. You have Alvin Kamara getting picked from, uh, I think he was picked in the third round. He turned out to be a fantastic pickup. Kareem Hunt. Obviously not a very friendly person on or off the pitch, but still a good pick-up. So to pick up someone like David Montgomery, who is so highly rated, um, so far down the draft is really just how the game is looking nowadays. The other pickup up no, who I'd noticed was Riley Ridley, who picked up a little bit of steam um, recently, uh, people noting um, that he was good route runner, had decent hands, who was playing for a Georgia team that had quite a lot of depth. He's the brother of the first round choice of the Falcons last year, who is um, Calvin Ridley, uh, who's a very good player, obviously playing behind um, a very good player in Julio Jones, but I think there's still value there to pick him up at the stage that they did, but I'm not sure he'll have much impact in the in the earliest p- parts of the season. But I think David Montgomery will probably be the workhorse back, uh, along with Tariq in there to complement him. We um, move on to the next team, Matt, if you like.
0: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> next in the uh, in the wonderful NFC North, we've got the the Detroit Lions. You may have heard of them. Uh, they picked up their first round uh, draft pick was TJ Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa. Uh, and here's an NFL dot uh, com comparison was Travis Kelsey, who's alright. Uh, he can out muscle linebackers, has decent speed. The way we were talking about it earlier on, when we look at the forty yard times, we're thinking right, if you break that down up we we'll turn it into a hundred metre time, you're looking at like a twelve second hundred metres, which is not to be sniffed at. That's kinda of like I don't know, like Irish or something. Uh, no offence to any Irish people. Um, <laughs> um so he'll be able to get off blocks uh, and find space quickly to receive catches from Matt Stafford so it's going to be his new safety blanket um, Ed
1: what would you like to expand on that? I mean to be honest with you I think you covered a fair bit you could get some real in depth into the way Hawkinson plays he's coming out of Iowa a very very good uh, a very good producer of tight ends. George Kittle, probably a top three tight end in the league at the minute. Had a fantastic season last season, came from the same college. He's um, very strong, probably or oh, definitely the best The best blocker. He won the award for best tight end in college last season. He has fantastic curly hair. Um, it's, um I, I think he's going to be a great pick up uh, for the Lions, I think. Some people are sniffing at it, saying oh, they need some more help on the defence, but you picked up Trey Flowers, which is a great pick-up. He's uh, like a Swiss army knife in the front. I think having that is a, of higher value than picking potential, like the likes of Montez Sweat and Rashawn Gary. Um, to get Hawkinson uh, a pick, eight, it's not a surprise per se, but I think it's a great value. As said, um, Kelsey was the comparison and... I mean, who wouldn't want Kelsey in the team? Travis Kelsey's probably top two tight end in the league. Um, He's probably number one now that Gronk's retired. He could do it all. And if you're getting someone even close to that, for the Detroit Lions, who don't have a true number one receiver, it's going to be a massive help and a red zone threat potentially to cause some teams some big problems.
0: I mean, Hockerson's already good, but with NFL coaching... He's gonna get better which is gonna push him up to that level and he's probably gonna be the next sort of top two, three tight end in the league.
1: You hope. Um the only well, thing I, I push... don't hope
0: Lions are hope I don't
1: hope. <laughs> Your push back on that would be Iowa clearly do have a talent at developing tight ends, yeah. Tight ends. So that'd be my only thing. I mean there there's a ceiling but I can't remember the last time the Lions had a tight end that they uh, developed. Look at Eric Ebron, what he's done at the Colts, look at Eric Ebron what he did at the Lions. Hopefully, it's not the same thing unless we pick him up when he ends his rookie contract and can turn that round. Um, They also picked up in the second round, I believe it's pronounced Jelani Tavai. He's a linebacker from Hawaii. Uh, My personal opinion, um, it's a bit of a reach. He could have been picked up later on, I think. I don't know what they've heard, but I think a lot of projections had him in round five. He can shoot gaps well, but again, I'm... I've heard the fans aren't happy about it either. He is a bigger linebacker, which I think is something that Matt Patricia likes to use, a little bit of strength, a little bit of size in the middle. So there's the reasoning behind that. But round two just seems a little bit high for someone who's been graded by some top analysis. Uh, draft an- analysts at round five. The next pick was Will Harris. Um, he's, he's a safety out of Boston College. He's good in man coverage. He's athletic. He had a really good combine. His physical traits are great. Um, I don't know a great deal about him. I did start having a look around to see what I could read up or look on about him, but to be honest with you, I've not really seen a great deal. But who I have heard a little bit about and who I would like to see develop is Austin Bryan, who's a defensive end picked up from in round four from Clemson. As you know, Clemson just had three first round defensive linemen picked up and this is as harsh as it is to say the run of the litter but this doesn't mean that he's not going to be able to develop or come along. I think he just got lost at times because the rest of the line was so impressive that having a guy who's not quite on their level um, with them is a little bit underwhelming for fans and for analysts. For all we know he could be a fantastic player but Definitely someone that can develop. And lastly, from uh, Penn State, the other player I've noticed is Oruarie. I believe that's how it's pronounced. If not, well, it's tough because um, there's not much chance of me uh, working on that anymore. It took me 25 minutes to write it. Um, <laughs> I think there's a big upside with this guy. Um, a lot of people had him going in day two. It's great value, got great ball skills. The only knock I would say is his tackling. But with the way the league's going at the minute, I'm not 100% sure that it's really a great thing to have a cornerback, or in this cornerback, who can't tackle because there's a lot of use of speed sweeps. There's a lot of use of the fullback uh, coming out of the backfield to catch. And those people are going to be the people that are going to be heading straight towards him. So hopefully, for the Lions' sake, they'll work on that with Matt Patricia. Well, I'm sure he's an excellent tackler himself.
0: I mean, the reason it took you 25 minutes to write is because you ate two of your crayons. Uh, <laughs> are you done with the uh, with the Lions? Um, yep. Yeah. Okay, and we'll move on to a, a little-known team, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Pa- pa- I might be saying that wrong. Who? The Green Bay Packers. All right. The, I, I don't know. It must be an expansion team. I'm not sure. Um... Well, uh, the first their first draft pick uh, was a guy called Rashan Gary, the uh, DN from Michigan. Is uh, his NFL dot com comparison is Ziggy Ansah, uh, which is just our luck. The Lions don't re-sign him, and then draft got the uh, the Packers go and uh, redraft the mini me of him. Uh, they're gonna look good to power tackles, rather than do anything fancy. That's all I've got because it's Packers on board of them. <laughs> well.
1: I will be 100% honest with you, I was a little bit surprised and underwhelmed by the Packers draft, but when I did dig a little bit deeper, there was a little bit, a few things of interest which I'll cover here. Rashan Gary was the number one high school recruit when he was recruited to Michigan. Michigan, one of the most famous and successful colleges in the US for American football. Um, While there, we were playing alongside Devin Bush and uh, Chase Winovich, both who've gone in the first few rounds, both... Very good players. I mean, personally, I, I would have liked to see Chase Winovich come to ourselves, maybe. I would have I'd been happy for Devin Bush to, to arrive at, um, at the Vikings. But um, Rashan Gary uh, has a bit of a shoulder issue coming out, I've heard. And his production uh, put against his potential is quite low. One of the knocks on him is actually his production. But, again, in that front line, he's not. Being given a designated job, he seems to be getting moved around a lot. He seems to be sometimes he could be playing at D T, sometimes he's playing at the end. I think it's a little bit unfair to judge him without proper NFL development. Although their defensive line coach Jen, has done quite well, um, the second round pick, Daniel Savage, out of Maryland. Um, I, d- I did find this to be a bit interesting. This was uh, sorry, the second first round pick out of Maryland, Daniel Savage. I did find it a bit confusing that. Uh, he went when he went um he's a safety Uh, but it was just the fact that um i thought of my my opinion and of other opinions people like uh jonathan abram um sir adley would would be viewed as uh more value picks and as better players but um after having a a look into him he's very fast player excellent tackler he's he's really eager to get in there um, is a little bit undisciplined at times, and and that could be exposed by a good quarterback. Um, luckily for him, he's in the same division as Mitchell Trubisky, so that should uh, shouldn't be much of an issue. Um, the next pick was in round two, Elton Jenkins. This one was a center who I was having a a good nosy at um for uh, for the Vikings in the draft, but um, obviously then the Packers pick him up. Typical. Um, he's a smart player. Um, but. His toughness has been called into question, but this is American football, and obviously if you don't chew bricks for breakfast, sometimes you're seen as a weaker player. Um, The next round is Jay Sternberger, and I've seen a lot of um, analysts and just a lot of podcasters and video makers, you know, the YouTube personalities, talk about Jay Sternberger as someone who could be an excellent tight end. He's got very good um, run-after-catch ability, and at the stage they picked him, he was... See, it's a pretty decent value. Playing with Aaron Rodgers, who um, I'm not sure if you've heard of him before, is widely regarded as the greatest sorry, quarterback. Who was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, yeah. He's not um, ringing any bells, mate. No, sorry. Um, I think if um, if you check uh, Anthony Barr's trophy cabinet, he's got a piece of his collarbone in there. Oh, OK. You can have a look. But, yeah... Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be getting the ball to to him, so that must be a bonus for him. Much better quarterback play um, for him now. I think he played in the state of Texas, but not at, not ever with a really good quarterback. I could be wrong. He could have played with Patrick Mahomes, but I can't off the top of my head remember if that's the college he came from. Uh, the next player played at Texas A&M, uh, Kingsley Kiki. Um, I was got high potential. He's a lengthy player. He's got good flexibility and bend. He had a decent combine. Um, but the only thing is, he's got poor leverage. But as as a defensive end edge player, um, with a little bit of development, he could, could really turn into something good. But hopefully not. I'm bored of the Packers now myself, but I did talk for five minutes, so that's probably well. <laughs> <mine. laughs>
0: okay. Uh, and the final section of the uh, NFC North, uh, a certain team called the Minnesota Vikings, um. Their first round pick was uh Garrett Bradley, Bradbury. Sorry, center from uh, North Carolina State. His NFL.com comparison was at Western Richburg, the uh, the the Giants center, which doesn't fill me with the greatest of confidence, but he's a he's a big guy. I mean, he uh, it means it means I'd be confident with him uh, against the pass rush. So I'm happy with him playing center, which means Pat fine can move out to left guard, which is covering up uh, Cousins blind side, which is going to be a, give him a bit of a cleaner pocket, which is something he lacked last season. Um, uh, as a side note we, I'm just going to uh, because I've you know looked like at the Vikings have a little bit uh, we we picked up that uh, I'm going to say Ollie to do because I'm not I'm too scared to say his first name wrong and him kicking him kick me head in um, the tackle from Elon he's uh he's wanting to keep an eye on him. he's a big guy looks very very nasty and we'd like to elaborate upon the uh, the Viking draft pick Oh, um, draft nerd
1: <laughs> yeah Garrett Bradbury out of NC State when I first heard the name called I, was, I wasn't I was underwhelmed I understood it but I was like we've got Cody Ford we've got Juwan Taylor we've got Andre Dillard I was just surprised that they didn't go for the premium position of tackle when they were um, selecting a player but after thinking about it if you look on PFF grades for last season Riley Reef was our highest graded tackle and the same went for O'Neilly he was one of the highest graded offensive linemen for us and I think he didn't give up a sack or very few sacks for his first ever season playing at right tackle in the NFL when there were a lot of questions about Brian. I thought it was a fantastic thing. So, with that in mind, and thinking about who Riley Reef and uh, were playing against last season, so he played Khalil Mack twice, he played against Cam Jordan, um, then Aaron Donald. You, you, uh, the, Aaron Donald was shooting through the middle Trey while he Flowers. was out wide, he played against Trey Flowers. Um, Every time he played against a top-level opponent, he had a hard day. And I think you'll find most left tackles who are playing against a high-level opponent have a hard day. And when the centre of the line is the weakest point, and I don't like to knock Pat Elfline, but I feel like he came back from injury, he struggled a little bit, and then he was doing his best to do his own thing and help out the guys at the sides of him, who have both been... Well, one's been cut and one's been released, like, it'd not been released, it's not been re-signed, I think you've got to really look into that and say, right, well, they were probably having a hard time with it, and I honestly believe that Elfline's best position will be at guard, and hopefully that's where he plays next season alongside Garrett. I can and see him at
0: left guard all day, mate, I really can.
1: I think he'll do a really good job of it. And another good thing about Garrett Bradbury is he's got a really high football IQ, queue and is easily the best zone blocker in the draft for the run game and that is exactly what um i think um the Rick Dennison is going to want to have us doing Gary Kubiak has worked with Rick Dennison for a long time they're going to be designing the run game and let's let's not forget the running back who they had was picked in round 7 when he was the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos uh, was Terrell Davis and he ran for plus like 2,000-plus yards and using the zone-blocking scheme. And I think by picking up players who fit that scheme to run that scheme, to keep our defence off the field, to let them stay fresh, so when they do come on the field, they can do what they do best, I think it'll add a lot to the team. And if we can just pick up yards, pick up yards, pick up yards, it'll be fantastic. He's got rare recovery ability as well, so if he gets knocked back against the likes of Aaron Donald, um, his footwork and anchor will just... You know, they'll help him recover, he's got natural leverage due to his build, he can keep players um off his pad level, he's tough, he's a finisher, he's really high. Hit. I mean the only knock really is his arm length, is a little short, but I can forgive that if his technique's so good. Um like I say, I was surprised we took him, but when I thought about it, it's understandable. Now our second round pick, um a couple of people have ad. Who I've seen, um, Irv Smith Junior at the University of Alabama, I think is a very solid pickup. As a draft geek, um, I have done quite a few mock drafts, and um, was it ninety last count you said, somewhere around that number. <laughs> uh, Irv Smith Junior was a regular pickup of mine. is um, a complete tight end. You know, he's not the biggest, but he's eager to block, which is not bad. He's very good catch. He probably plays a flex tight end. I think the what someone compared him to Zach Ertz, who's fantastic, but it he could be just a great big receiver. I am a fan of Kyle Rudolph. I, I appreciate what he's done for the team, but if he is moved on to free up cap and Earth can do well, I'm not going to be dis disappointed about it. But um, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Kyle's beat out a lot of good tight ends, but I don't mind having David Morgan, Kyle Rudolph. And uh, Smith Jr. playing, you know, that's just not a bad trio, bad but all. we'll have to see. The third round pick, the last pick of the of the round, 102nd. At first, I were a little bit flabbergasted because I've looked at quite a few running backs from the draft and somehow, Mattison from Matt Bennett's own, Boise State. Oh no, I never went there. <laughs> I I just I had no idea about him and I'm quite disappointed in myself because obviously looking into him, He seems like he's alright. I wouldn't rank him in the top 10 running backs in the draft. Which is a bit poor of me to say. But what I will say is, for what's needed, he could be perfect. And for what we collected to move back to getting, we're just fantastic. He can catch the ball. I would say he's slippery. He's powerful. When he's running, he can get between tackles. He's not blowing people away. But he seems to be able to like stop people from
0: getting a grip on him. Yeah, he's got like he's like a weird shape, isn't he? Like it's impossible to get a hand on him. I and mean, when you do a hand, and it
1: just slips off. I mean, I th- I think I read somewhere, someone compared him to Jeremy Hill, do without what you like. <laughs> he's got really good hops. he can jump people. Um, it's like watching Linford Christie and the hurdles. Obviously a long time ago, not now, I imagine he can't jump that high.
0: Uh, Nothing's and, ever an hurdler either, mate, but you, you know. I think I'm
1: thinking of someone else. You probably are, could yeah. I'm not up on my athletics, I'm not an <laughs> athletics nerd. I was actually thinking of Dwayne Chambers. He's not a, he's not a jumper either. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Dwayne Chambers? He's the guy that guy who played the Cass. I thought he did hurdles. No, he's just a runner. Google it. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Colin Jackson, you're a jumper. That's what I was I have going. no idea of Colin Jackson I'm not even going to lie. I'm sure that Dwayne Chambers did hurdles at some we All right, we'll, we'll, we'll settle this afterwards. Right. <laughs> like men. Yeah. Well, there might not be a second episode, as that uh. will be... Too busy trying to get his size twelve from out of his mouth, <laughs> <laughs> um but Madison yeah solid tough uh, played a lot of games ran for fourteen hundred yards uh, in his conference last season. the first time a boys' state running back has actually been the the yard leader, so you can 't really knock it, and we picked up a lot of a lot of players through going back in the draft and getting the guy
0: I mean to put that in context about him being the the first Boise State running back to be the top in is the, in that running back in the division. This is a uh, university that produced j h i e and also Doug Martin. So in la- both
1: played for Boise State as well. That's what I just said. So said in that division, you. Didn't oh well, yeah, those guys reference. as
0: well. We're also Boise State guys, so you know he's in he's in a very decent company, and ahead of it.
1: And, like you say, for what we need, we need a hammer. We've got Cuckoo's finesse. I mean, he can run it in as well. He can give you. He can give you power give you shiftiness you can bounce to the outside but sometimes you know when you can't get something done you've just got to smack it till it works and um, the next pickup was drew samir from oklahoma um a offensive guard he has played some tackle but they usually play them at guard he's a nasty nasty player he's really good at run blocking uh, he's very physical i mean there's a potentially good start we did sign josh klein as guard but uh, he had a poor season last season but he wasn't playing in his own scheme but depth on the offensive line is something that we can't really scoff at and with the nastiness described by a lot of people for Drew Samir I think he could be a very good player and he personally is my favourite pick up especially for the value um, then another like Matt mentioned about Oli Um, he played in the Shrine game actually he was um, one of the tackles in that game which while he was there the coach of the team he was on was actually um, Adam Zimmer, the Mike Zimmer's son. Um, so I feel like that they've seen that he's a potential got a lot of potential, but they they've learned that he's he can pick stuff up. He can learn what they're trying to teach, and I think with his athletic ability, which has been documented well, he's a very strong player, and he can I think if he can learn and get his game IQ up, it could be a good tackle of the future. Uh, With that, um, Aron Watts was in the exact same situation he was playing at the Shrine game as well, and I think the same things that have been said about Udo could be said about Watts. Both great values. Watts had his best ever season this season, and it just seems like a a switch has been flicked. He's come out of Arkansas, and last season he had a fantastic season. I think he was actually in the conference team of the year. Um, The the other pickups that I noticed were Chris Boyd from Texas, who's a very good tackler. Um, He's not great in, in man coverage, but his tackling is very good. I'm not sure if he could transition to safety or anything like that. I'm not sure where we could go with him. We do develop corners as good as anyone. He could turn out to be absolutely fantastic, but I think at League at the minute, like I mentioned earlier, you need a good tackler. You need someone who can take someone down, stop them from getting into the end zone, especially for a team like ourselves, because we've got very good red zone uh defence, probably the best in the league for the last three years I think. And on third downs we've been absolutely unbelievable, but obviously we'd rather they didn't make it to third down. Yeah, third down nice. monster, but like you say, and trying to stop him before i be great. The next player um is Oregon's own Dylan Mitchell, uh who the potential for this guy is really high. A lot of people are very happy with this kid. Uh, he's got great yards after catch, his upside is unbelievable, he's got good ball skills um and he's not sorry, he's not got good ball skills. He's um he needs to work on that, he needs to work on getting the, like that ball secured. Um but when he does have the ball and he's in space, he can make people miss and he can, can make things happen. He was a leading receiver for Oregon last season, Did a very good year. I mean his speed's four four six, which is about average for a decent receiver. Um I'm hoping that they can use him on special teams or on um later on in his career, I hope he can develop a bit. We've got people like Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen who've both been fantastic for us, both of them late round picks, so there's no reason why this guy can't really come along. I mean with regards to the draft, I would say, in my opinion, I'd give the Vikings a solid B for the draft, you know. Yeah. Um Garrett Bradbury, in hindsight, I'd give it an A. Position of need, high quality player. It's going to help massively. Could be a, it really is. Could be a ten year starter, Could be a pro bowler. Potential is. If he keeps healthy, he's
0: going to go, going to skyrocket.
1: Ersmith Junior, as if he can get like the player he's been compared to, again, I give that an A. I think it's great value. Mattison, I'm going to have to give that a B to a B minus because I feel my personal opinion is we could have got a player called Raquel Armstead who got picked up by the Jaguars in Round 5. I feel like he's, can do what Madison can do, but I think there's just a bit more to him. The only difference is I think Madison has a higher IQ and better hands out the backfield, so I can understand it, but I'm just it's the value where of Madison where I think we could have got him a little bit later. A plus for Samir because I, d- I don't know why I'm just in love with this guy. Cameron <laughs> Smith I didn't say much about him because I didn't feel like there was much to say. I feel like he can do what's needed I just didn't think there was anything really interesting that stood out about him. Um, a B I'd say because he's just a, a person to fit into a position. I'm not sure if he'll be a starter or a special team. Uh, I heard that Rick Spielman said he'll be on special teams. Good for him. <laughs> um, Oli Udo Again, Matt absolutely loves the guy. From what we've both said, I'd probably give that an A for where he would picked. Epps, who was picked up out of Wyoming, I'll give this a D. I'd, I feel like Wingard is the better safety from that um, team. Um, Epps is a safety. And he was still on the board when we picked Epps up. Mike Zimmer knows a lot more about secondary play than me, so I could be completely wrong. I just feel like he wasn't known and he didn't really do a great deal to warrant a draft pick but but hopefully
0: he, I'm wrong if he picked him there coaches must has seen somebody in haven't they?
1: exactly um, they developed their big board I don't know about it but that's the only player I had a bit of a knock on Chris Boyd again anything after round five I think if you're picking a player who anybody says has got good potential it's a decent enough pick they give Boyd a B but you never know what's going to happen with these kids when Mike gets his hands on them. Yep. Um, a wide receiver called Olabiase and um, being picked up. I don't know a great deal about him. I know he was playing <coughs> Excuse me, playing along with some decent college receivers who got a lot of the ball. So there could be something there. But again, I don't know enough. I'd give it a, a C to a B. Uh, Dylan Mitchell, I'd give it an A because the potential is massive with him is wide regard as someone who could be a very good pickup and so late in the draft round seven you, you can't argue it we also picked up a long snapper we still have a long snapper i don't understand it it's here nor there um but yeah that's what i'd grade ours and the total grade like say is b if i have to be honest um i think out of the nfc north i think the best draft is ours if i'm being arrogant and honest, I think <laughs> the Bears didn't have enough in the draft. They picked up a great player and then a couple of players who I don't know a lot about, or a player and the one player who's another player's brother, which is the thing he's most famous for. I'm not sure he's going to be great. Lions, I give them a C plus. Hawkinson's a good pickup. Tavai was a stretch, and then there's just there's bits and bats of potential there. The Packers, I'd give a B minus to a B. I think if Rashad and Gary hits they've hit I think that's the way you're looking at it everyone else is fine you know they've picked people in decent enough positions they've got a bit of value with Jay Sternberger um, Elton Jenkins I'm not 100% sure that they've got dead on value but it's a position of need and you've got them in the second round and you add the capital then fair enough i played play to you that's all I have to say about that <laughs> just that
0: just that. Excellent. Right, uh, I think we'll just leave it there for this time round. I uh, hope you enjoyed what we've had to say.
1: We and will probably get a little bit better Yeah. This. this. This is first our time. first time. First time nerves and all that nonsense. Dry run, I've got a sore throat. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm emotional. I'm really ill if you want to um, <laughs> just subscribe just to make me uh, feel a bit better, that'd be great.
0: And if you don't, then don't. You're a
1: Packers fan.
0: Yeah, you're a Packers fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this is Matt Ferretti for the uh, Matt and Eddie outkit Coverage podcast. See you again next time. Toodle pip. There
1: we go, little pip
0: on. I hope it recorded.